Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I have a guest today and I'm super excited to bring her on. We are meeting technically for the first time, but we have known each other socially, social media e, uh, for a while. And before I bring her on, I'm going to give her a quick introduction. And her name is Brandy Dant. She is the cutest Southern belle ever. And she wears bright red lipstick, which is her signature, which I love so much. And I always think of her. And so just a little bit about Brandy. Uh, she is a wife, a busy mom of two daughters. She's an autoimmune warrior and she's an entrepreneur. And she has an inspiration for finding your fit with Brandy is um, that's her new podcast. And it's to bring busy moms like you a little dose of positivity as we navigate through real life without losing sight of who we are. My purpose is to share my personal real life setbacks and wins so I can inspire you to keep moving forward to find your fit in health, marriage, parenting, business, and life as a whole. Welcome, Brandy. Hello. Thank you for being here. This is so exciting that we finally get to connect for real. I know. And when you told me you had a podcast, I was very excited and cannot wait. It's, it's launching here right soon. Yes, it is. So there's a teaser episode out right now that launched yesterday. And my first full episode will hit next Tuesday. Awesome. And just so you guys know, we are in mid-March. So if you're listening, just to give you guys a little bit of a date check, um, in case you're catching this later. And I can't wait to listen to it. And so first thing is just to do a quick icebreaker. And she's been cringing because I warned her that it was going to be a question. What is your favorite cookie or favorite cookie memory? Favorite cookie? Um, you have a favorite cookie, I guess yes. is the question. <laughs> <laughs> so for an indulgent, it would be probably Thin Mints, Girl Scout cookie Thin Mints. But if I'm trying to be good, if it's not leg day, um, <laughs> I go for the, the Goody Girl cookies and I make ice cream sandwiches with them. So I'll use like a non-dairy ice cream and I make little cookie sandwiches that are still somewhat healthy, I guess. That sounds delicious. (laughs) See, I told you the question was not that bad. (laughs) I I was a nervous wreck about that for some reason. (laughs) She's about to go grab the wine. It's like, no, not yet. We're not there. It's not that type of show. (laughs) That's that's chaos and cocktails, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need to be on there too. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Come on over. So a little background for the audience. So in the listeners, um, Brandy is a fellow Fasterway coach, and we have met through that platform, and she's been a coach a little longer than I have, and we've just um, connected really over TikTok, really, right? Like, I think so. You had sent me this one runner one, and that was like when I was like, oh, she's watching me. Oh, I feel so honored. And you were like, you should do this one. So funny. And so we've just kind of connected, and we recently kind of had this like revelation, I think, uh, I guess you were listening to the podcast and heard something that really resonated with you. 
Yeah, just listening to your story and your um, intro, your Get to Know Me episode, and hearing about your health journey and how you had some setbacks there. And I shared similar health issues, not similar, but different health issues, but um, could really relate to kind of your journey on why you began taking care of your health and then just being a busy mom and trying to balance it all. It really just resonated with me. And I was like, I think she's my virtual bestie. <laughs> and I always thought that about you so secretly. So I was like, yes, it's now a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we confirmed it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, and then the, um, the Austin connection and all that fun stuff, because you're in Kentucky. I am Western Kentucky. And now are you born and raised there? So I, I am born and raised here. I moved away for, oh gosh, probably 10 to 11 years. And I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, still in Kentucky. Um, and then Charleston, South Carolina for a while. And then I lived in Atlanta for like five years. And then I moved back to my hometown. That's awesome. That's, and you have two daughters. I do. And so you're a busy working mom. Absolutely. And so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey? And I want to know more about um, Fed and Fit too, like, or Fed and Fit. Um, that's, you know, fit, what? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. Find your fit. Fed and Fit is that other blog that we love so much. <laughs> Ooh, can you tell us Friday? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about, so you mentioned your auto immune warrior. So do you want to share us a little bit about that? Because there's so many people that have, or I come across with some sort of autoimmune disorder. My daughter has vitiligo and which is the same. Um, it's, it's an autoimmune disorder. And so I've been very interested in like the types and all those things. And you had mentioned chronic pain, which is no, no fun. No, zero fun. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, my autoimmune, I feel like if it were not for me having that diagnosis, I mean, obviously nobody wants an autoimmune, but I feel like that literally set my whole entire life on a different path. So it changed my career path, you know, taking control of my health, um, really spilled over into all areas of my life. And so that's what I hope my story helps other women do instead of just accepting that they have an autoimmune well, there's other ways to manage that. There's, you know, you can take control. You can do other things. Um, not all days are good. Uh, you have a daughter with autoimmune, so you know that there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be bad days. Uh, with the Kentucky weather right now, I'm experiencing some joint pain, but thankfully for the lifestyle of now, those flare-ups are a lot shorter. Um, they don't last as long, so that's definitely a bonus. Um, so I've really learned how to manage those through my lifestyle. Um, but before I was diagnosed with my autoimmune, I spent, I would say five years after having my second daughter really with no answers. And so by the time 2017 rolled around, I had been diagnosed with mixed connective tissue disease, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects your small tissues. So that's what all your organs are made up of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you're having, um, you know, a flare up would mean that not only if I'm seeing this inflammation on the outside, just imagine what's going on on the inside of my body. Right. So that's what I tell my clients that a lot too. I'm like, you know, if you're seeing inflammation on the outside of your body, think about what's going on on the inside because that's where it's starting. And so for me, it was very scary to realize that my body was attacking itself most days. Um, so when 2017 rolled around, I was just mentally and physically depleted. You know, it sounds kind of vain, but I already felt like crap yeah. <laughs> most days. I felt absolutely horrible between the joint pain, the fatigue, but then I started waking up and my face would be completely swollen, 
couldn't, even my eyes almost swollen shut. And so I'm like, okay. And then you're breaking out in rashes and it's just, you know, for autoimmune, the symptoms are so different for everyone. So one, they're hard to pinpoint, sure. um, you know, before you can even get a diagnosis. And so in 2017, I'd been diagnosed with mixed connective tissue disease, but the path they put me on for managing it was just taking a medicine and pretty much sent me on my way. Yeah. No one ever asked me between all the doctor's appointments, what are you eating? You know, anything like that about my nutrition. And so I was sitting at my desk in 2017, like towards the end of December. And I remember I had a glass of wine in hand <laughs> <laughs> and I was crying because I was like, I am in my mid thirties and I am completely weak. And I felt my body, you know, I felt I was losing muscle mass. I couldn't even go to the zoo without, with my kids, without being down and out for a week or two afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, what is my quality of life going to be like if I continue just accepting that I take a medicine forever? And so that's when I registered, you know, for the faster way to be, you know, take control of my health with whole food nutrition and it worked. And that led me on a path to becoming a coach because I, in my heart, I was so inspired. I'm like, if I can take control of my health just through food and resting, then every mom needs to know about this. And that's truly where my passion kind of began with, um, you know, taking control of my own health and then inspiring other women to take control of theirs. And so, you know, my podcast, Finding Your Fit, it's not just about your health. When you take control of your health, it does spill over into all other areas of your life. But I feel like it also, you know, it can change the path of your career. It changes the way you parent. It changes the way you look at your friendships, you know, so it really does change your whole, you know life. <laughs> yeah, I know. And when you're in chronic pain like that, because it was a similar thing when, when you just have to either accept like the quality of life, cause you're in pain all day and you don't know why, or you just, there's no other reason. And then I'm sure now, like you said, your flare ups are, you know, you've got some joint pain, which I've got arthritis from my surgeries. And so when it gets cold, it's like, you know, you take it easy, but it's bearable. It's not like what it used to be, but it can spill over dealing with that pain because you're mentally trying to also block it because there's so much noise from kids and just work that it can spill over and you start losing your patience and your temper. And then you're just like, ew, wait, what was that? I mean, did you find yourself doing that as well? That's exactly where I was. That was my lowest point. So that December, December of 2017, that's what really, you know, made me know in my head, I had to take more steps. I had to take drastic steps because I was not a happy parent anymore. I was not a happy spouse. You know, I was, like you said, I was very easily, um, my temper would rise. I would lose my patience. And it was because I was so, I felt so bad on the inside, you know, physically, mentally, everything. I just did not feel like myself. I was so unhappy with my body. I was so unhappy that it wouldn't do the things I wanted it to do. Because some days mentally, I felt like I could still do all the things, you know, I've always done. I was always athletic and all of a sudden my body just wouldn't do those things. And so mentally it takes a toll on you. And half of the battle was a mindset battle. Half of the battle was knowing that it's okay to rest. Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay. Like stopping and listening to my body. I, you know, I can't go and do all the things that I want to do all the time, but learning that and accepting that was huge for me personally. Sure. And it also affects you as a parent when you can't do things with your kids and 
for me personally, I couldn't even give my kids baths like more than a day or two in a, in a row because of the hunching and they're young. I mean, my oldest is seven, so they're better now. And so when mom's having a bad day, they understand more and they have the physical reminder of like the scars. So they get it uh, to a point, but they were so young and it's very difficult when you want to be able to do it. And then at least with the judgy, it's like, do you really need someone? It's like, well, I have help because I cannot do it for myself. And it sucks because I'm mid thirties should be like prime. And it's very frustrating mentally. And just as a parent too, because you feel also major guilt. Oh, absolutely. I, I did as well. So when my symptoms were at their worst, my kids were three and six. And I remember my six-year-old was in the shower and the three-year-old was in the bath. And I went to kneel down to pick her up out of the bath. and I dropped to my knees in tears. I was in so much pain. Um, I think that's the part of your story that really stood out to me when you talked about that in your first episode. And I went to the bathroom. I didn't want my kids to see me crying because it's hard to explain to a three and six year old that mommy's bones hurt. You know, how do you explain mommy can't do this because her bones hurt? And you do, you feel this sense of guilt um, because you can't do the things you want to do with your kids and your kids don't understand. Um, hey come snuggle with me and you know lay here and watch a movie because my body is not working today you know so it's so hard but I'm so thankful that this has also now that my kids are older um, living the lifestyle live with whole food nutrition now and you know moving and being active it has opened up very healthy conversations for us so instead of you know telling my kids oh we're eating healthy for this reason we talk about how food fuels our body we talk about how it can heal your body so it really has you know i feel like given them power to take control of their health long term too because they're actually learning why we eat certain foods um you know and we're we're active as a family we can ride bikes now i can do those things without being in pain now um so i, I do feel like you know the pain led me to my passion ultimately even though you know, we still have good and bad days, like an autoimmune, like you said, the weather, I can control what I'm putting in my body, but I can't control the weather. Um, so I just have to know to listen to my body um, and, do, you know, preach the same to my kids. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Yes. And I think with the autoimmune disorder with my daughter, I mean, it, it attacks the pigment of the skin. So it's not at least as far as we know, because it doesn't run in the family. So they say if it's not genetic, it's because of some sort of trauma. And she broke her leg when she was three walking in the kitchen because that's my that's her she just that she's that child and it's like really and so they think maybe that trauma could have flared it and so we took control of it we just like you know you wait because if they're so young but I was reading on everything and how like these certain foods can cause flare-ups even with the skin and so it really truly is about everything you're putting in your body that will help you with your lifestyle and it's just very, it's like knowledge is power, right? And the kids are now watching what we do and understanding also the shift. My kids were so young when it came to the, the physicality of the, of the back surgery. Like my youngest was only four months old because that was postpartum. So that was very difficult to do the breastfeeding at the four month regression and back surgery. So I'm glad and grateful he's not gonna remember but on the other side of it, because he doesn't remember the painful days, when I do have a bad day, it throws him off a little bit. Like, I don't get it. But 
we just kind of have that healthy conversation about, well, we have to rest. We have to do this. Some days are bad and good. Like sometimes like mommy has an owie. And then we also have that, you know, healthy lifestyle conversation because of our, our daughter and trying to keep her flare ups. And I can't tell yet based off the skin type, because we live in Texas, it's cold, it's hot, you're tan, you're not tan, you know, and sun's good for it. But then it's, you know, are you sunburned? So it's so much. Um, so I can only imagine what that was. And I think I saw your post. Oh, yeah. Like if you're, is that your back? That was my back. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So that's a flare up? Or is that something? Well, it was not well yes and no it was a flare-up due to an allergy test which gave me more answers in my health journey from a doctor's standpoint medical standpoint than i had in all the five years so i i mean i literally had to beg my general doctor i was like just can i just like go to an allergist at this point and so they finally you know referred me over i mean my general doctor is my friend. So I was like blowing up his phone with text messages, like <laughs> <"Get me> a referral, <laughs> right? I, I ropes in here. So this actually happened right in December, 2017. I did that allergy testing uh, pretty early on in my journey in the faster way. So it kind of went hand in hand and I feel like complimenting each other so well. Um, so that was called a delayed allergy test. So what happened was I was having reactions seven to 10 days after I was exposed to either foods or products like makeup, all kinds of things. So think about all the things you put on your body and you're exposed to and you eat in seven to 10 days. Mm -hmm. It's like almost impossible to trace it back to what you had. So I, this, this is a funny story. So I kept going to my doctors, multiple doctors, even my rheumatologist. And I would say, I think when I eat Chick-fil-A soup, like I would love to get chicken noodle soup and a salad on the cold days. I'm like, I think when I eat the soup, my lips are swelling. I'm like, it looks great. Like I just had injections and it's, you know, like, but um, I don't think that's supposed to be happening. <laughs> like, so either it's something in the soup or maybe the plastic spoons. But then I started breaking out from like sports bras. If they had like a plastic slider to adjust it or any type of bra, I noticed little marks, like it would leave like, a square, a perfect red square. I'm like, I think I'm allergic to plastic. And all my doctors rolled their eyes at me, every single one. And then I would break out in these funky rashes. Some days when I wore jewelry, plastic coatings, once again, they all laughed at me. Went to the allergist. And so she did this delayed allergy panel where they, you put them on on a Monday and you can't shower for the entire week. You can't take any, you know, like Benadryl or anything. So if you are having a reaction, you just got to ride it out. Oof. So you go on a Monday, get these panels on Wednesday, you go and you, she takes them off. My doctor took them off and you can see some things have already shown up at that point. Still can't shower. So my back, I had more of a reaction to the adhesive yeah. from the panels. So that's what all the fire red on my back. Was okay. Cause you, so, are you allergic to adhesive I am. as well? Yeah. Yes. It's so you can't wear a bandaid. Oh, no, no, my daughter can't either. So by Friday, my back was literally on fire and I could finally take something that Friday. I could take Benadryl for it um, at that point, but it was crazy. It showed that I was allergic to plastics or copolymers, which can cover jewelry. They can be in makeups. They, they're in so many things. And so it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm -hmm. If I'm eating from a plastic utensil, I could have a reaction. I may not. Like, it's just, you, you just like never Russian know. Russian roulette. For, like, it, it really is. So it's crazy, but that delayed panel allergy test, like gave me more answers than anything else. It also, when you're talking about foods for your daughter, it helped me pinpoint that I'm allergic to a lot of nightshade vegetables. Not you so say much that allergic. flares up for autoimmune yes. is nightshades. 
Yeah. So not so I might have more of an intolerance, but like if I make chili on a, you know, cold winter day or in the fall, if I eat it like two days in a row, maybe for dinner and lunch, I'm fine. But if I eat it a third time with the bell peppers, the tomato, you know, tomatoes in it, I'm more than likely going to break out in some type of skin rash. It's crazy. It's amazing like what you learn. And that, I mean, yes, you have to go through all that craziness to find it, but now it's makes you almost feel like you're not crazy either. Right. <laughs> Especially when someone tells you like, I think it's plastic and they're looking at you. Uh, the reason why I know I'm allergic to adhesives because when you're a kid, they put like stamps and stickers on your hand when you're good. And I would break out in a rash from this, from the ink and from the stickers. And we were like, and I would just always be doing this. So now, and I was that kid, I was like, they'll put it on, like put it on a piece of paper or when they stamp you, I'm just like, all right, well, hopefully I don't break out. Yes. But even with bandages or like when I had my back surgery, I broke out more in a rash than the actual incision because of the stair strips and there's nothing you can do about it. It just, but at least, you know, you're not crazy. Yes. And that's just having that validation for me from when she took those bandages off on Wednesday and said, huh. And I was like, what? And she said, plastic never shows up first. And she said, that's the very first one. She's like, it is like loud and clear that you are allergic to copolymers, which, you know, epoxy coatings, copolymers, and there's thousands and thousands of different types. So do you but bring I mean, your own plastic. utensils with you? Do you bring your own <laughs> plastic utensils in your purse? <laughs> uh, no, actually I used to, when I worked in outside cells and I was on the road and like back roads of Kentucky all day, I would pack my own silverware because, you know, just in case I forgot lunch or we had to go somewhere that had only plastic utensils. I'm like, I don't feel like having a flare up today. So I'm just going like, to bring my own silverware. <laughs> yeah, imagine that because plastics and, and so probably makeup is very like your, I mean, because you're a faster way, we leave, we live as clean as we can. So we try to manage like what puts on our bodies. And so I'm sure that that is probably a shift you made as well. Oh yeah. So, you know, these days, a lot of people, you know, my friends and stuff, they'll sell different types of makeups and they're always wanting to be like, Oh, try this. I'm like, actually I can't. Like, you know, And I feel bad because I want to support my friends and, you know, their makeup sells and, you know, businesses and things like that. But I just have to be very careful um, what I put on my skin and I, you know, have to read labels and, I, you know, I found a vegan line that I've been using from Target of all places and it's working great. And I'm like, you know, of all places I found it at Target, but it's super clean. I just, I have to be very aware of those things. So those of you who might sell that and someone asks you, well, can I see the ingredients? There might be a very good reason they're not trying to judge. They might just be checking to see if they're allergic to anything, right? Because yes. you want to know what's in it. No, absolutely. I think, you know, reading labels on your products is just as important as reading labels on your food. Because it goes into your body. Your yeah. body absorbs it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's an um, amazing story. I was always curious about that picture. Um, and so there's just so many autoimmune disorders out there. And I always like to wonder like, how people get into fitness and health. And so you have a new podcast that you're super excited about. And I'm super excited about for you. Uh, yeah. So what kind of things do you plan on doing with it? So we're going to talk about a ton of stuff, have a ton of guests, and you're going to be on my show too. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> of course. Um, but my first episode will be called um, From Pain, or Pain to Passion. And, you know, I kind of talked briefly about just our roller coaster of life in 2020 for my family. We had a lot of life thrown at us. Um, I think a lot of people did last year. Um, but we had some major um, life altering events that hit our family last year. And all of this 
while I was starting a new business mm-hmm. and and all the things all the other moms were doing. And so it really talks a lot about, you know, mindset. And I offer some mindset tips in that first um, episode that will be hitting soon. And then um, uh, the next one I have coming is just totally out there because I got all fired up one day last week. Love it. Um, and it's just, it's called eat the dang burger and move on sister. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you, that's the great thing about podcasts is if there's something that you just really want to chat about, you can, cause it's a, your show and B it's, it's people probably will agree with you. And that's, the, I need you to come title some of my episodes. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, our hometown restaurants have all been struggling in the pandemic and our hometown did this really cool thing a few weeks ago where they did like a hometown burger challenge. So like all week you could go get specialty burgers at the different local restaurants and they were like six bucks or something, but you know, and everybody was going and trying and I was like, Oh, have you've tried this one yet. And I thought that was so cool because you're getting all this traffic into these restaurants that obviously need it. And, but then all these women were posting like self deprivation, like, Oh, I need to go do cardio. Oh, I need to go do that. And I'm just like, Oh, and I just literally, it fired me up girl. <laughs> I love it though. Cause you just eat the dang burger. Just be yes. it, It's not the burger that's going to do it to you. Let's just and that's be real. What I say. That's what I say in the episode. It's not the burger. <laughs> uh, well, Brandy is, I, if you ever follow Brandy and we'll put all her info in the, in the show notes, She's very entertaining. She's like my TikTok sister. Now we're like virtual besties because we've just been able to bond. And it's so incredible on what you can do with social and things now because we have had to do that shift because we're not like in person and we can't just like go fly out or meet each other. And um, just being able to like feel like you know each other, but don't know each other. And you just put out such happy things a lot. So it's just very like shiny and just bright. And I love watching you and all you do. Oh, thank you. And I, I will talk a lot about that in my episodes as well. Um, how I kept a positive mindset during a lot of really hard times over the last year. Uh, but just in general, you know, you, you have a choice every day. You can get up and put a smile on your face and try to find, you know, the positive things or you can let a few bad things take over your entire day. So that was something I had to really work on last year. but it has resonated with a lot of people. So we'll keep doing, doing it. Thank and you. I don't want to give out too much of your stuff. So if anyone is listening and you guys need to go listen to her podcast and find out exactly the craziness that she had, I have a, I have, I have the inside scoop on that, but yes. I'm going to let her show <laughs> tell you and you'll have to go over there and download it. And we'll make sure that we put all that in here as well. So everyone can find you. And Brandy is a stellar fasterway coach. I mean, you are just, just doing it. And so if anyone wants more info on that too, Brandy has a round coming up soon. She runs them way more often than I do. And she is in the Kentucky area, if there's anyone in Kentucky listening. So um, we'll put all that info in there for you. And um, yeah, so I don't, like to go too long and I want to talk about so many things, but I don't want to give away your show at the same time. Like, no, you can ask me anything. <laughs> yes. And so I am so excited that you were here to, I really just wanted you to be able to share your autoimmune and just like how that was with like, with kids and, uh, being a mom and your busy business owner. And so trying to juggle all those things, because I think that health and underlying issues that maybe people don't know that they might have or know that they need to go get checked out or maybe they think it's end all be all you know 
like you, I, I also encounter people that have these ailments that they use as excuses and it's not you like you can, you just have to find the right route. Maybe my route or your route wasn't the right one, but that person needs to find their way. Yes, I totally agree that you either accept it or you find a new way. And, you know, it's frustrating that I wish, you know, more people would not just accept what they're told about their health and they would actually listen to their bodies. Because, you know, I had just enough fight in me to try something new and keep going. And that something new worked wonders for me, you know, and now I'm able to share that with people and hopefully inspire them. But you know, I, I tell my clients you know, in my six week rounds, I'm like, if there's one thing you take away from the six weeks, it's to listen to your body. And if you're not finding the answers you want, you keep going to different doctors or naturopaths until you do, because you know your body better than anybody else. And if something doesn't seem right, it's probably not. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to advocate for your children because we all have that instinct. I mean, if you sense that something's not right, you have to listen to it. If you ignore it, it could be way bigger, you know? Yeah. It's huge. And listening, I mean, the changes that I made just by just switching a little bit, I mean, my core is stronger. So now my, I am confident that my spine might not move as much as it could or should have, but like since between three years from now or from three years ago. Uh, and then just the internal stuff, sleep better, just the small changes, it tiny is. changes. It is just tiny changes, a tiny little shift here and there. It gives you more energy and that energy gives you more confidence. You have better clarity. I mean, it just changes you in so many ways. Um, but I feel like in the end, when you listen to your body and you are taking care of yourself, you are going to be there for your kids longer. You're going to be able to, you know, live a life of quality instead of managing ailments. And so, you know, it just literally rips my heart out when I see people managing their symptoms and not getting to the root cause. So you really do have to get to that root cause and find somebody that's gonna help you get there. And it is frustrating going to doctor's appointments. It's time consuming. Trust me, I've left many a doctor's appointments crying tears because I was like no answers. And I leave again with no answers. And that was the appointment maybe I'd waited six months for. Um, but I've left rheumatology appointments six months into the faster way. And I cried tears of joy in my car because the science backed up what I've been doing. And right. so, you know, you will eventually be validated in your journey if you keep trying and you find, like you said, what's right for you. Absolutely. So inspirational. And I can attest to the, when you go to doctor after doctor and they just either in my situation, they didn't want to touch me. They're like, Nope, I, we see what's wrong, but we, we don't want to touch you because we, a don't know what to do. It's out of their skill level. And it's like, well, who can I go to? And if they don't have anyone for you, or they send you to someone who just keeps sending you to someone who keeps sending you to someone, then you start thinking like, is there ever going to be an answer? I don't understand why no one can fix it. And it gets very frustrating and then deplete, like just depleting, right? So then you either give up or you keep going. And I think in health journeys, there's those that are like, I've tried everything. It just doesn't work. So why try? Well, you haven't tried everything. If you come across something new and you just have to keep trying because you never know where that answer will fall. No, I totally agree. Cause I was, I was at that point that 
like you said, I wasn't getting answers. And so I started telling myself, well, maybe it is all in my head. Maybe this is just how moms feel. Maybe moms are just tired and we ache and we can't do things that I think other people are supposed to be doing. You know, I, I started mentally doubting how I was feeling, even though I knew how I felt because, you know, my body ached and I hurt and I was exhausted and swollen and had rashes and everything else, but not getting answers or not meeting with the right doctors, it made me begin to doubt, you know, what I was really feeling. And so that that's frustrating. It can take a toll on you. Absolutely. And I can't wait to go and listen because you have all these mindsets and mindsets humongous when you're making a huge life change, physical change, just a health change because it's a habit. You got to create healthy habits and that takes time. And it's not like, it's kind of like they think one day it's going to make a big difference. Like it's a practice. You got to practice it. Like you got to this point, however long, (laughs) you know, I just break it after five minutes. No, absolutely. And that's, that was one of my biggest things, you know, that I've had to practice and still have to practice, you know, on a daily, weekly basis. And that's something I preach to my clients is you've got to give yourself grace, like have the bad days, have the bad week, but just don't stay there. Like know that cry it out, take your hot bath, you know, (laughs) tell your husband, I'm a monster today and I'm going to be a monster. Just let me be a monster. And then whatever, let me go lay in the bedroom with a heating pad and you'll see me tomorrow. <laughs> right. Give him a heads Order up. Order dinner, get takeout, whatever you need to do, but leave me alone. <laughs> so I feel so like, it's so, it's very rare to find someone that can relate at that level. And I've never been able to find someone until you to where like you sit, have similar experiences as just the mindset or just like, it's going to be a bad day like, just, just leave me alone. Or I just need to go sit with a heating pad because some days I'm just sitting on the couch with a heating pad on my back because their arthritis is so bad. And it's just like, don't ask me to do anything and don't yes. call me lazy. Cause I swear <laughs> if someone calls me lazy, I will just flip out. Yes. Cause it's like, you don't think that this is, this is fun for me just to sit here and just not be active or, you know, ask you to do things for me. Like, no. <laughs> No, I think, yeah. And I think just allowing yourself and communicating that, like you said, like with your husband, with your kids, like, Hey, I'm having a bad day. Mommy's not in a good mood. Don't <laughs> like, use me I'm as a tree. <laughs> yes. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm, you know, I'm just going to take it easy today. And I think if you communicate that with people, like my husband usually laughs at me now and I'm like, I'm in a bad mood today. Like he thinks it's funny and like, but he just lets me have my day. So I think, you know, just communicating it and giving yourself grace on those days, but moving forward, like have the day and then move on or have a bad week. And then you got to keep going. You got to talk to people. You got to let them know how you're feeling. I think that's something I didn't do for a long time. I tried to hide how I was feeling physically um, and then mentally depleted. But when I started talking about it, that really helped move me forward too. So you don't want to look weak or you don't want to look like you're ill-equipped at the time, right? You're trying to be like the best wife, the best mom, the best friend, the coworker, all those things. It's so hard. And then when you're dealing with such a huge physical impairment, when it comes to just like achiness, cause there's just nothing worse than just like that chronic pain. There's no way of really talking about, but you really have to go deep into your brain and be like, 
block it out. You deal with it all the time and all that fun stuff, you know, not any fun stuff, but it's. Oh, and uh, like, I think there's also a sense of, and you may be able to relate when you start feeling those little aches and pains coming on, there's almost a sense of anxiety of, oh gosh, here we go again. Like how bad is it going to be? Is it going to be just a day that I feel bad? Or is this going to be strung out for a week? And sometimes you can control some of those aches and pains. Sometimes you can't, I, you know, I used to get very anxious when I felt a tiny ache and pain because I didn't know what was to come. Um, and that would put me in a mood. <laughs> yeah, it's like sense of PTSD almost. I mean, if I have a bad back day, two days in a row, I'm like, whoa, like what's going on? Like sometimes you could like tweak it or like I had a, like, maybe we did hit and I just jumped too high and I was like, okay, I landed kind of funny. Maybe the kids yanked on me or it's cold out. You usually can kind of pinpoint it, but then when it continues, it's like, why why is it and I had that actually about six months ago I had that kind of situation and I was super nervous and I went in they x-rayed it yeah it's an expensive like gut check but it's like nope you're fine everything's good like maybe you just need to take it easy on the deadlifts maybe don't do deadlifts (laughs) and it's like cool you know but you still want that almost just you know confirmation that nothing's wrong but it does it puts you in like that ptsd almost to where it's like freaking you out and no one can really talk about like how that really feels because you just don't want to go back to that place you don't you don't want to go back there at all um i you know i tell people this all the time like if you've ever lost your health and then you get healthy again you don't ever want to go back 100 <laughs> percent Ever. So if I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, if you haven't lost your health, you don't want to go there. So trust me when I say like, take care of yourself now, listen to your body because you just don't want to go back. And at any little sign that that, you know, those symptoms are sneaking back in, it is scary. And it does induce like a PTSD. Um, you know, for the longest time, I didn't really understand that. But over time, it's really made a lot more sense, I guess, that how bad I was mentally and I, I don't want to go back there and so I think that is scary when you look back and you're like wow I was a lot worse off than I even realized you know yeah. you just don't realize it when you're in it until you're all the way out of it and you're like oh okay yeah that was a bad season and it <laughs> also kind of gives you a compare it gives you kind of a comparison too on what a bad bad day could feel like now and what like a tweak feels like because you're like okay this feels different than what it was so I know it can't be that but let's just like pay attention and, and we'll just circle back to just listen to your body because it's trying to tell you something. Maybe you, maybe you took like tried something new for you, maybe personally and like had something you weren't supposed to have or, you know, you never know. Just listen yeah. to your body. It's telling you something. Yes. Yeah. And I, so bringing that up, you know, you know, kind of a sneak peek of my you know, podcast coming up. My husband had a major health event this last summer. So I was like thriving, grooving, you know, I, my health was in check and he had a cardiac arrest while we were at the pool with the kids. Um, and shortly after just me living in almost a fight or flight mode, I mean, here we are in COVID. So I couldn't have anybody over once he got out of the hospital and home, it was all on me. Yeah. <laughs> so the meals, the shopping and just everything. And so the kids and from July through September, I was just on autopilot. So in September, all of a sudden I realized I'm in a full flare up and I had not been in one in a long time. I had began gaining that weight back in the midsection, the puffiness. I wasn't sleeping. You know, I was waking up in the middle of the night, having nightmares about his event. I wasn't sleeping. And 
obviously stressed. (laughs) Hello. Sometimes we're like in that state of stress and we don't even know it because we're in it every day. And so once I came out of that and our life as a family began leveling out, I immediately went to my general doctor and I said, whoa, like either something's wrong. Like she did a full panel, extensive, comprehensive, you know, lab work, all that stuff. And thankfully everything with my autoimmune was still in check. Um, but it was just hormones were a little bit out of whack from lack of sleep. And, but I noticed it right away. Like once I was out of that fight or flight, I was like, it's sleep and it's stress. And I think that's, what's causing all these issues. And, but let's make sure it's not autoimmune, you know, again, but yeah, it's easy to let those things sneak back in. Um, and you have to really be aware of not just your foods, but life going on around you too, because those can also be stressors and induce autoimmune symptoms. It's crazy. And take just like the no one you need, just like take a breath and just take your self care, which we all hear it's harped on, right? It's like the yeah. buzz, right? Self care, take care of you. And so just recognizing all the overall health. Yes. I definitely needed some chaos and cookies during that period this last summer, July to September. I would have been whew, way better off, girl. <laughs> yeah, you had mentioned that because that's the thing is when something like that happens, then you're like, it would have been nice to have. And so trying to be proactive and not reactive to it and having it in place, because by golly, I'm sure you will not have that happen again because you're going to have everything good to go because it's scary because you're in that fight or flight mode. Your brain isn't functioning at the highest capacity that it could. So things that you know, well, instantly you don't know. (laughs) And then it's like, it, it would be, and then someone tries to come in and help you because I can just imagine what that would, I mean, just the quick snippet you gave me, I was like, I could not even, yeah. but I think that way already, like, cause my husband travels. So it's like, what if this plane crashes? What if he gets hit by a bus? What if, uh, yeah, who knows gets mugged and cause he goes to New York a lot. I mean, I don't know. Crazy, crazy things. Right. And so it's like, what if, and my husband's like, that's so morbid. I go, but like, what would I do? I don't, I already know that I would have such a hard time in those situations. And I already have a hard time with like the financial piece and understanding that it's like, I would need to know or need to be able to tell someone where to go because I know I'm already going to flip my crap on them. I'm going to freaking freak out and not be able to function. And then I'm going to be yelling at my kids. And that's the least amount, like that's what you should not do when you're in that crisis. And so I guess that's not why like the chaos control system came to be. So it's everyone comes, that comes to me. It's like, man, I could have used it. I'm like, well, you still need it. Cause it could happen. Cause that's the last thing you want to be prepared. <laughs> no, we definitely need it. And I mean, you know, like I kind of told you just a short piece of the story. Um, you know, it happened on Saturday. We were at school with the kids and we had just recently been married the October before. So we had not even had our one year anniversary yet. But before you get married, what do you do? You get all your ducks in a row. You are looking at insurance policies. Like we, we thought we had crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's and had all the policies in one place with, you know, financial advisors. We, we did it all. We thought, Yeah. <laughs> but then this happens and all of a sudden phone calls are coming in from, you know, um, our, you know, our accountants and taxes were due and he runs a business too. And I run my own business. And we had said that Friday before, Oh, we'll get a check cut, you know, to go to the accountant for taxes on Monday. Well, Monday never came. 
mm. you know, because he was, my husband was in a coma on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, we're not talking about checks today. You know, we're just hoping you stay alive another day. Um, so it was just all these calls coming at you. And like you said, I wish I would have been prepared and had just accountant's number, his secretary's number. I had to like dig to get all these things and make sure my husband's business was still running and parts were ordered for his jobs. And it just, it was, it was crazy. And here you are just, you're on autopilot and all you want to do is be at the hospital by their side, but yet you're having to answer to all these other people. Um, it was insane. And I wish we would have had, you know, like you said, just the contact names and kind of a chain of command. <laughs> yes. Like almost like a control center. <laughs> yes. That even, way you can bring someone in. Yes. Yes. And even down to, um, you know, a lot of our friends and family wanted to jump in and order or put together like a food chain and things like that, which me with an autoimmune COVID going on. And then here we have a heart patient coming home. I'm like, nobody's making us cheesy inflammatory casseroles. Like, no. I'm like, here's I a list to... of our medical, like, here's a list of <laughs> yeah, our like, medications. No, you're not coughing your COVID on my like, casserole. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, that's like a whole episode for you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> it's summer. It's summertime where we didn't really know what was going on at the time, right? Oh, no. So we ended up like, we contacted the local health food store and we asked them if we could do like a, a people just donate money there and they would prepare our meals for us. So now, you know, I need chaos and cookies. I still need to get this set up that would be in there. If you want to do anything for us, you know, food wise or donate, like get our meals prepared for us. That would be the best thing you can do. Like buy a health food store. So we know they're healthy. We know they're, you know, just things like that. Like you just don't think of until you're in that situation. It's, yeah. It's and like there's a section for kitchen that actually has like the grocery staples that you keep in your home brand, where to buy them, what aisle, like almost to a T. So people would be like, okay, we're out of this. What brand? Cause this kid likes this brand and this kid likes that brand. And we can't get that brand here. Cause you have to go over there, you know, but having that list. So then if someone were to have to step in, it's like, yes, they'll have to read. Yes. I'll have to look for it, but it's there. So no one is coming across either a health problem. Um, I was working with a client of mine and she's like, uh, I think her son was allergic to nuts. And she, I said, okay, well, what we were filling out the thing. And she was like, well, I just tell the sitter like what to do with the EpiPen. I'm like, what if you can't tell the sitter about the EpiPen because maybe you're in a coma, maybe you can't talk, maybe you fell on the floor and you can't breathe. Like, you don't know. It's like, you need to put it down so people can do it without you because I'm sure you had people come in or your parents or someone to help you with the kids. There's no way, right? But you were telling them, I'm sure, here's the schedule, here's this, here's that. Wouldn't it be nice to have it there? So then it's just like, here, page six, go and not have to worry. Or you could have given a piece of your husband's business to maybe the secretary and said, this needs to be handled. I can't, but here's everything you would need to do it. Right. Yes. No, that was, yeah. I mean, we came home, I came home from the hospital one night due to COVID. I couldn't stay the night. So I had to just like leave him every night, which was horrible. So I would come home and like every one night I walk in, my parents were here, my brothers were here, my kids were here and they had like the Taco Bell family pack, like two of them just <laughs> spread out on the island in the kitchen. And I was like, oh man, this is <laughs> like, awful. I'm like, it's a hot mess up in here. And I just looked at them and was like, I'm going to go take a hot bath. Like I will be out in a little bit. 
Yeah, it's just little things like that. Like, but they were, you know, obviously they dropped everything on a fly to come take care of our house and our house, our kids and household and everything. So yeah, it was crazy. I mean, down to what to do with the dogs and how much to feed them, just things you don't think about. I know you don't, you don't think about even um, like the Wi-Fi password, if they need to get work done, like what if they don't know it? I mean, I tried to think of everything. I think most of it's in there. And if it's not like the poison control for animals, did you know that there's another number for that? No, I did not. You don't call. Yes. <laughs> I found that out but right before I went to publish it. And I'm like, in the pet section, we need to include the hotline for the animal poison control, which is different from the human. And they can't treat your animal unless you talk to the toxicologist from the poison control. We found out the hard way, but it's in there. <laughs> So our dogs would be the ones, they eat anything and everything. So they would be the ones to like eat something. Yeah. And you don't know until you know, right. And so I think just those little things all the way down to like where your kid likes to keep his lovey, because you don't want to have to worry that your kid can't get to bed because you're not there. And there was like a specific routine or he could have thrown it somewhere and it's not typically where it would be. And you only know about it and thinking it three steps forward. Then after you've chosen the three places and looked, then like ask me where yeah. else it could be. Cause there's only yeah. things that mom knows, but you don't want to have to worry about that while you're dealing with crisis. No, no. The other thing we came home and all the remotes for the TVs, like they couldn't figure out the remotes. And so, I mean, every TV in the house wouldn't work. They were like, I mean, it was <laughs> just, it sounds silly, but then you have kids wanting to watch TV at night or, you know, whatever. So it, and it does, you don't want to have to deal with that when you come home. So it's no, because the last thing you need to do is be by your husband's bedside dealing with like talking to the doctor and then you're getting blown up on text messages. Like which remote turns on the Roku, which remote I can't hear the TV. It's like, I really can't deal with the, with the remote situation at home because yeah. I'm dealing with our doctor, exactly. but they don't know what you're doing because they can't see you, but they, the kids are in crisis and you're like, <sighs> Yes. No, absolutely. So we need to get more prepared. I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who would have thought the remote would be a problem? Well, when you have kids, it's just things. I mean, and is it important? No, but it still takes something off. No. And for us too, the kids, I had not, we didn't really know what my husband's situation or quality of life is going to be like, or what we didn't really know. It was several days of like, just waiting. Um, so we didn't really tell the kids a whole lot. So we were just trying to keep life going as normal for the kids, you know, so having the TVs and everybody like not stressing and my parents trying to play it cool. That was like super important. So even when I came home at night, like we just, you know, we just pretended like he was in the hospital. My youngest, she was seven at the time. And she was like, I think he just got really dehydrated at the pool. And I'm like, I think you're right. <laughs> he's just getting some fluids. Yeah, he's just getting some fluids. I was hooking him up. He just needs an extra oomph. Gatorade in there. Yeah. And that's the thing too with kids, which is the whole reason why it kind of came about is because kids like their routine. And when a crisis or something really big can happen, the last thing that you want to do is throw them out off, off kilter. Now, of course, that's going to be the nature of something. Cause then mom say dad's already out of the picture because he's sick. Then mom is now distracted and also doing these things. So now they've instantly don't have any parent and now they've got a grandparent or a sitter. So that's different. And so the least amount of change in their day-to-day -day schedule will keep it at least level set ish for them. So then it, it's not as 
chaotic as it could be. And so trying to keep the standard day to day for them and school's still going to happen. I mean, it's COVID, but like virtual, like passwords and things to get them into school. Like that's a whole nother conversation there, (laughs) but those things still happen. Those like life doesn't stop because of a crisis. So you want to keep it as much as you can without affecting them. Cause you don't want them to worry either, especially when they're young. No. And you know, they were there. We all saw it happen that day. So just not knowing how traumatizing that was. Still don't know if we know, um, like, Oh, fingers crossed here. I don't, I don't know. You know, that's just life. But, um, that's why we just wanted to keep it calm at home. And like you said, just routine as possible, even though I wasn't able to be there during the day. Um, I still came home at night and I would, we'd lay in bed, we'd put on daddy's t-shirts, we slept in those and we would pop popcorn and watch movies in bed and just try to pretend like he was maybe out of town for business trip, you know, and I never, so yeah, we just, we tried to keep it as normal as possible, even though they knew, you know, things were definitely not normal at that time. Right. Yeah. It's so important. We, we needed some organization. So <laughs> well, we are now virtual besties. So don't you I worry. Don't. I got you hooked up girl. Uh, but I think that this conversation just are as a whole has been so amazing and so many people will be able to relate to it. And I got to know you more. And so I'm so happy you get to share that, that, that story. I wasn't going to go because I was really trying. I was like, oh, go listen to your podcast, go listen to our podcast regardless. But I'm glad that we got to share that story because when you messaged me about it, um, one, I was just really touched that it resonated Cause you know, you put out your messaging and you're hoping someone likes it and you're just like not throwing it out there and like, Oh, just, just a little me. And so when it resonated with you and I've always just admired you from a distance, uh, it was just very, um, it was just a very good day for me. It was very, made my heart happy. Oh no. I felt the same way when I listened to it. I was like, this is why we're friends. Yes. (laughs) So much. I found so many you know, similarities in it, like you said, and just, you were already so relatable to me, but then to hear that story, um, I was like, wow, we have so many connections and, you know, similarities in our journey that I was like, we've got to talk, we've got to like make this happen. So well, I'm so thankful you invited me on here. Oh, of course. And I hope you come back and we have, I mean, we could talk about anything in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely a huge fan and now friend. And I just am thinking, thank you so much for being on the show. And this was your first podcast episode for being a guest. Yes, it was. So thank you for allowing me to be the host of that. (laughs) No, I'm so pumped. I'm like, I've been so excited about this all week. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. And for you guys that want to follow Brandy, why doesn't Brandy tell you a little bit about her handles or where you can find her? Cause you better go and follow her cause she's amazing. And she'll just brighten up your day, especially with those red lips. <laughs> yeah. My signature red lips. Um, Love it so you much. find me on Instagram at Brandy Dant. That's probably the best place to find me on my silly TikToks and reels and, you know, a little dose of positivity. So. Love it. And then your podcast, what uh, platforms can they find that? Um, you can find those on my link tree on Instagram. And then that's an easy way to get there if you, whatever you want to stream them to. Um, but you can find them on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of those. So pretty much everywhere. <laughs> go download it and go give her a review and a star yeah. rating because that always helps. 
So everyone go do that for any podcaster that you know, because it's just, it makes everyone so happy. And again, we'll talk, I'm sure again soon. And I just appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, go check out Brandy. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. We will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.